Hey, it's Mr. Claybone. We're on to week two. This is uh, the second week of AP World History. Uh, you made it. You did it. You got through week one. Uh, we're on to the textbook chapter one. Uh, we're going to cover the first half of chapter one in class this week. And uh, this is really an introduction uh, to some of the ideas in uh, the textbook in uh, chapter one. So hopefully from this, you get a better understanding of what's going on in the textbook and uh, you get uh, a couple of answers to our big question this week. And our big question this week is really, uh, what is civilization? And is civilization any good? So to answer the, is civilization any good? We gotta ask uh, and answer, what is civilization? What is not civilization? We gotta cover societies that were not civilization before the first civilizations. And then we gotta cover the societies that are civilizations. And what I hope you get from this is a better understanding of your place in our society today and uh, the reasons for some of the things like religion, like, uh, like social hierarchies, like how the state has power over you and me in every aspect of our lives. How did that happen? How did we get to today? Uh, well, we're going to dive into uh, a little bit about civilization and how civilizations have brought us to today. All right, I was outside this morning and I was trying to get my mind around how to kind of introduce the topic of civilization uh, to you students. And I was um, out there, this is Monday morning, um, I was out there and I was thinking about um, how we take for granted almost everything uh, that civilization has brought us. So this week, we're going to ask this question of, is civilization good? And that calls into question all of those things that we take for granted. Now, that's going to be kind of challenging. It's going to make us have to step back and go, okay, really like think about some of the abstract things in our lives and think about whether those are good or whether those have come with a cost. That's uh, our task this, this week, okay? That's a big task. That's a challenging task um, because when we woke up this morning and we flipped on the light switch or we uh, looked at our phones or we uh, went outside, we looked at uh, the fridge, we like got food, we made coffee, any of the things that we do in the morning um, that we take for granted, any of the things that we're doing right now, the fact that I'm podcasting on a smartphone over the internet, all of these things came to us because humans settled down um, and formed cities and formed states and did things um, in what we call civilization. So everything that we know of as normal life comes to us because of civilization. So if we're questioning, okay, is this good? It really has to start with, okay, I'm going to try to understand what civilization is and what it isn't, what life was like before the first civilizations, and then what life was like after the first civilizations are kind of instituted across the world. 
uh, because today almost no one lives outside of civilization. Almost everyone is in what we would call a civilization uh, by the definition that we'll get to in just a second. So if you're ready, um, we're going to jump into the text. I'm going to try to uh, dive into some of our uh, some of the things that I've been thinking about in terms of civilization. And then um, hopefully by the end of this, we'll have an understanding um, of maybe a little bit better understanding of whether civilization's good. So I'm going to start this explanation after um, the introduction to part one, which is on pages two, three, and then there's this timeline on four and five, and then there's the themes on six or five A and five B. All of those things are really important, um, but I really want to start into um, civilization and patent patterns of world history before uh, 1200, because that's really what uh, we're covering this week. The earlier stuff kind of gives the context, gives explanation, but what we're covering this week is uh, really that chapter one. Okay, so the the author here he he starts every chapter with what's called a vignette, and that's like a um, a connection to today uh, with this small story. And usually it's about a paragraph long. This one is is only a paragraph long, and that's on page seven. And uh, the author talks about Confucianism. Um, and uh, the connection uh, of Confucianism in China to today. So that's like a 2,500 year uh, gap between when Confucius taught the first time and then um, to today. And he's saying that uh, there's this connection in China between um, what happened 2,500 years ago and today. And that's really uh, the the legacy of civilization, the legacy of religion in civilization in China. Um, the author then steps back and, and starts to talk about um, what life was like before civilization. Um, and what life was like before civilization is called uh, the Paleolithic time. And we talked about this in class. This is 95% of human history is living in uh, Paleolithic or Stone Age uh, time, right? And the, the characteristics of these types of people uh, were that they were uh, sustained, like they got their food uh, by uh, groups going out and foraging, hunting and foraging. Now, um, Foraging only works if you have a consistent uh, way of getting plants and animals. And usually you have to migrate uh, around um, to find those plants and animals. So people moved around, these small groups of people moved around across uh, the entire globe. Um, they usually kept pretty small populations, so that's another characteristic um, that is shown in one of the graphs in the textbook. Um, and these small societies were, were uh, pretty pretty uh, small in, uh, in their groups. There was about 25 to 50 people, and they went around. Now, the social structures in these groups uh, is interesting because it's probably the only time in our history as a human species where everybody was all of the same class. Everybody's, it's, it's an egalitarian society, meaning that nobody is wealthy and nobody is poor. Everybody's kind of the same. Now, uh, you don't live very long. It, uh, it's about 35 years was the average lifespan. So I'm, I'm 30, uh, 33 now, so I would be an old man 
Uh, you're like, Mr. Quibben, you are an old man, but I'd be a really old man about to die. And population growth was really slow during this time because a lot of people had ch- had children who then died or um, your, you know, your lifespan was not very, very long and uh, people just didn't, uh, couldn't sustain large populations. Um, those are some of the main characteristics of Paleolithic societies, small groups, kinship groups, egalitarian social structure, um, and, and short lifespan. Now, what's the major turning point here between the Paleolithic and civilizations is the um, advent of agriculture. So agriculture is adopted. Agriculture is when people stop, stay in one place, and farm a specific uh, plot of land. Um, And that's pretty fundamental change in human history. Uh, That means that people stop moving around to find food, um, that they're deliberately cultivating plants, and that they're deliberately domesticating animals uh, to then be consistent sources of food. This is a totally new new way of life. Um, and the results of this are pretty incredible. Um, there's all sorts of new possibilities that open um, as a result of the advent of agriculture, agriculture becoming widespread throughout the world. Now, with all changes, this change happens very slowly, um, and it happens across the whole world in different times. Um, it isn't one place that just all of a sudden has agriculture. Um, and then it just like happens everywhere. That isn't the way most changes happen. Um, now, even though most societies uh, adopt agriculture, there's still these people called pastor, uh, pastoralists. Pastoralism remains. Now, there's always this conflict between the agriculturalists and the pastoralists. The pastoralists are like, we don't want uh, your stinking cities. We don't want to live Uh, in civilization. We want to live more like our nomadic ancestors, more like the people uh, that came before. We want freedom. We want to uh, be able to roam, but we still want to have animals and uh, be sustained by uh, a little bit more consistent uh, sources of food. Uh, So that tension between agriculturalists and pastoralists uh, continue uh, throughout much of uh, world history and uh, even continues today in some cases. Now, the first permanent settlements, uh, these are farming villages. Um, these agricultural villages are, uh, are our first example of what's a movement towards civilization. Now, in these permanent settlements, there's no kings. They're pretty small, um, and they're ruled by what are called chiefdoms. And uh, power and privileges are given by chiefs. Um, there's some inequality. But uh, they really couldn't, the chiefs really couldn't use force against their populations because their followers um, really had to love the chiefs in order for the chiefs to maintain power. So the chiefs used things like generosity to persuade their followers uh, to continue to, uh, to support their chiefdoms and not like go to a different chiefdom, a different village, um, and work for that chief. 
Uh, so this was the first uh, step towards civilization. You'll notice that this type of government where a chief has to uh, maintain the favor of the people underneath them is going to be a little bit different than the civilizations and the states that come out of the civilizations uh, that I'm going to explain uh, in just a second. Now, almost everyone by the year 1200 live in what's called a civilization. This is not a pastoralist society. This is not a chiefdom society. This is not a Paleolithic society. This is a civilization. Now, the question this week is, is civilization good? And the first thing that we've got to do is figure out what civilization is. We figured out a little bit about what civilization is not. We've characterized some of the things that civilization is not. Now, what is civilization? Now, civilization is all sorts of things, but first and foremost, it is cities. Cities that are governed by states. So cities that have uh, these states that administer uh, the, the different ways that the economy functions and the different ways that people uh, have access to resources. So these are, uh, these are cities, they're governed by states, and they're highly productive agricultural societies. All of these are agricultural societies. Now, these are, these are pretty major changes. The cities uh, were a hub of culture, a hub of politics, a hub of trade, um, and then these states were uh, able to use force through um, different uh, methods of uh, coercion. So um, they compelled, the states were so powerful that they compelled obedience from their followers just because the followers were so afraid of the violence that the state could, could uh, administer on the people, which is very different than a chiefdom. Remember, a chiefdom, a chief had to like, get the favor of the people. The state doesn't need the favor of the people. In fact, the state needs the fear of the people. Now, if we think about that uh, in our connection to today, um, the state and even like the city government today functions in some ways like this civilization, even more than a chiefdom. Sometimes it functions like, like a chiefdom. But I would say that uh, the recent protests downtown Chicago uh, show that uh, Mayor Lightfoot is trying to use force to compel obedience from the people, which is definitely more like uh, this civilization. Now, another characteristic of civilization is specialized jobs. So there's a division of labor between scholars and merchants and priests uh, and officials and soldiers and servants and farmers and artists and entertainers. Um, there wasn't, it wasn't just one thing that you could do. You couldn't be a Renaissance man anymore. You had to um, do one specific thing and become really good at one specific thing. Um, now, most people during this time, even though there's these specialized jobs, most people were still uh, peasant farmers. Um, and peasant farmers uh, had to uh, work the land. They had to support the growing population. Um, now, all of this leads to inequality. Major differences in these civilized societies be between the wealthy, the powerful, and the people who had influence over uh, the society, right? 
And within this inequality, this structure, this hierarchy of inequality, there is uh, what's formed, uh, the patriarchy is what's formed out of this inequality. And the patriarchy is a society where men are above uh, women, male superiority, male dominance. And this forms uh, really with um, the advent of civilization. Civilizations are when we form uh, an idea that men are superior to women. It also brings uh, with it a lot of really good things. So innovation, expression, uh, cultural innovations. Um, however, there's always the flip side of um, the effect on the environment. And humans, the, more, the better we get at our innovations, usually the greater our impact is on the environment. So some of the environmental impacts of civilizations were like irrigation, um, deforestation, soil erosion, terraced farming that uh, changed the landscape, and uh, draining the swamps as uh, that happened in the Aztec culture in the Americas. Those are some of the things that uh, characterize civilization, cities, states, specialized jobs, uh, inequality, patriarchy, um, and innovation, expression, culture, um, and then our effect on the environment. Okay, the author uh, really wants to make sure that we understand that even though there's all these different characteristics of civilization that happen in all civilizations across the world and all major states and empires across the world by the year 1200, there are major differences and how it played out was always different uh, between things like China and India or in the Americas and uh, and. Uh, Egypt, things like this, it's, it always plays out in very, very different ways. Um, so the author does want to make sure that we know that, um, that not all civilizations are the same and they're very different. Now, one major way that they're different is uh, how uh, the cultural traditions form in those different civilizations. And cultural tra traditions are really a, a fancier way of saying religion. Okay, And um, the question that we're asking next week is all about religion. It's uh, finishing this chapter by asking the question, is religion good? Now, religion is all about ordering society. And that's all you really need to know about religion uh, for this week. Um, religion offers moral guidance for a good life and then moral guidance for a good society. And uh, for this week, all you got to know is that um, Religion is one of the characteristics of a civilization. It forms um, an advanced religion that tells people how to live and what their place is in society. Okay, finally, I wanted to cover um, kind of a recap of everything that I talked about in this episode. So we started by questioning, okay, the question this week is, is civilization good? And then we had to ask, okay, what wasn't civilization? So what was life like before civilization? And we covered some of the things um, that Paleolithic societies were all about. Uh, small groups of people, they moved around all the time. 
And then we, uh, an egalitarian society, so like no social classes. And then we covered like chiefdoms, and the chiefdoms were the first agricultural um, societies. And those societies, the chief had to gain favor from his, um, his uh, subjects, the people who worked in his villages. And then uh, we had these civilizations, and we covered the various uh, things that characterize civilizations. Uh, the cities, states, specialized jobs, inequality, patriarchy, the effect on the environment, some cultural and technological innovations, and uh, cultural expressions. Uh, this, uh, an example of cultural expressions could be like the pyramids in Egypt. This is an amazing thing uh, to think about, the pyramids in Egypt. Now, um, as a result of that, uh, we have to question then, okay, was the civilization, was the benefit of civilization uh, better than the cost? So we have to think about the positives and the negatives of civilization and the positives and the negatives of life without these, uh, these things uh, of civilization or life before civilization. That's our job this week. Um, I'm grateful that you guys are here uh, doing this with me, and I can't wait to hear and see uh, some of your responses to that question.